If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast, and I am not Colby Jubinville. We are in VC Studios here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. I am John Byers, and to my right and Glad to my left. I remembered your name. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Somebody has to. Uh, thank you uh, for joining us. This is to my right and my left, my good friend Tyler Burnett, the one that dons the crown of the goat empire. Uh, we're so happy to have you here. Welcome I'm, again. I'm just excited as ever. Colby is uh, still out on PTO this week. He told me he is plotting world domination, so we look forward to hearing about all the plans to take over the world from uh, his time out. So we'll miss him, miss his face. We have uh, the second half of this conversation with Dr. Charlotte Farmer. So she is still joining us today. Dr. Farmer, welcome, and thank you so much for joining again. Uh, we're thrilled to unpack this topic that really is a play off of bringing back the only shirt that has been worn twice on the show, and I think it was the first episode, Love is Not Canceled, so we look forward to talking about that here in just a moment. But this is a podcast dedicated to those striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time in their life, business, or relationships, and we try to serve it up in a way that you can get it, and we do that by, by trying to bring a unique perspective, a unique education, and a unique experience to those in their 20s, where you get into the game, then you move into your 30s, where you move up in the game. In the 40s, you try to stay in the game, because those 30-year-olds are so good. And then when you get into your 50s, you ask yourself what you really want. This is not a podcast, though, for us to grace everyone with all of our wisdom. It's more like, hey, we're awkward and... We've messed it up, so let's just solve. Let's talk just bring about on it. the right people to the show. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, my my wife uh, tells me often, you know, people that do podcasts seem to think they got it all together. I said, well, then that's the one thing that makes this very unique about <laughs> what awesome. we do. It's our state helps our stage direction. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, speaking of which, we are now an award winning podcast, uh, <laughs> according to Welp Magazine, a London based publication that has given us the recognition of the one of the top 20 best stage direction podcasts. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, uh, <laughs> Dr. Farmer. And one other quick nod to our good friends at Dev Digital, uh, Brian Huddleston, who leads the charge over there. Uh, they help bring all your digital needs to life. You want to build an app? You want to build I'm a website? I'm actually working with them right now on an e-commerce website. So And they drive. They do you know, search engine optimization. I mean, whatever you need digitally, they do it. And they give you the freedom to build your business so that you don't have to think about that. That's right. So thanks to Dev Digital, Dr. Farmer, welcome back. It is such Thank a you. treat and a pleasure. As I mentioned last time, hopefully our folks will go back if they are just joining this episode and pause right now, go back so you get to know about this rock star that we get to have, this goat that we get to have join this us. Georgia Peach. The Georgia Peach. From Georgia. Macon. Wow. <laughs> Georgia. 
Wow. There you go. Keep that going. Was, Keep going. That was really beautiful. That's shutting why, it down. That's all you get. That's why. That's why Tyler is my wife's favorite on the show, and she reminds me of that frequently. So, um, pure accident. Uh, yeah. So, so I want to hear the rest of that song. Well, Tyler. you go have to. You go have to search it on Spotify. <laughs> that's well done. So. Speaking of Spotify, you can listen to the podcast there as well as YouTube, much everywhere. Apple, Podbean, wherever. Dr. Farmer, where do you listen to podcasts when you listen? Oh, I listen wherever my kids point me to. Okay. They, they have all these apps on my phone. And I will say that whatever my kids tell me to do, that is exactly what I do. Oh, because wow. Because the millennials rule the world. Well, hey, thank you. Well, I will don't I will I will ask that you at least for a couple more years pause with my kids because they think whatever they tell me I need to do, but I don't know that I'm quite as as um, in a healthy place as you are with it just yet. <laughs> with my 15 year old, golly, I got nine, seven, five, and one, so hopefully I got a few yeah. more years. Yeah. Oh, no, you're he, good. No, I'm good. I got about four more years. He, yeah. He's, John David is awesome. He he is also very strong in his opinions about what I need to be doing. So nonetheless, that may be come out later in the episode. We'll see what happens. Dr. Farmer, so good to have you again. Thank you for joining you. all the way from Macon, Georgia, all the way from DC via Macon, Georgia, I guess we might, we might say, as Tyler yeah. mentioned, the, the Georgia peach. And I think I want to just get without having to try to preface it. You right. kind of alluded to this topic when, when the first half of our conversation I want to just turn it over to you. If you were, if you were to give your one last last lecture, in fact, there was a book. Uh, Pausch, Randy Pausch wrote it. Is he Harvard? No, gosh, never mind. Randy Pausch wrote a book called The Last Lecture. If you were to give your last lecture, what do you, what imprint do you want to leave on the world? Because that's essentially what's happening right wow. here. Not it's not that it's your last, but we want you to bring that kind of coolness goatness to the show what would that conversation look like wow ready go so first of all it wouldn't be at harvard it would be at tennessee tech Mm. in cookville wow tennessee yeah uh, where i got the first degree in chemical engineering because that's where i met my husband and and fell in love wow that's very cool. Felt in love and met my husband. I mean, how how does that go, Tyler? You, you, however you want. <laughs> however you want it to be. Love and husband. You can put them either way That's you want. That's right. Just, yeah. So for me, the the last lecture, John. <clears throat> just bring the heat. That's all we need. That's what he's just bring the just bring the heat. Because yeah. I'm would, I'm ready for say, it. Okay. The so break breakneck speed. Get over yourself. And just focus on one word. Mm, mm. Come on. Agape. Okay. Agape. Can All you right. spell that? Now, some people might say a gate, and you, you look at that, and that won't be what I mean. You look at that <laughs> right. definition. Agape is Agape. love in action. Love in action. And I'm not talking about unicorns and rainbows. Mm. I'm talking about butterflies. Now, what the heck do you mean by butterflies, Charlotte? Well, think about it. There's this parable out there. I cannot attribute it to any one person. But there's this guy walking through the woods, and he sees this 
butterfly breaking through the cocoon. Have you guys heard this one? No. No, I have not. He he res he rescues it. Okay. He takes it home and he tries to nurture it and help it along. Poor thing dies. Mm. The whole point of the struggle of breaking out of that cocoon makes the butterfly's wings stronger. That whole process of the struggle mm. is what makes the butterfly stronger. And you guys know about butterflies. They can fly yeah. across a continent. Maybe I don't know but as much about butterflies as I thought. I asked my three-year-old daughter the other day, if she were to get a tattoo, what would she get? And she told me a butterfly. Hey, so I'm connecting with strong. this. She's pretty awesome. Butterflies are strong. So he, he thought he was helping. And, and that wasn't the kind, that's not the kind of love I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about some tough love. Man, I love okay. it. Right? Keep you got to bring it. Say you more. You got to have some courage. Say more about that. Man, I'm dealing with word. this right now. I mean, this is what I'm going through right now with two of my, I literally had a phone call with two people on my team at 9 p.m. last night. And what you're saying is exactly what I have to do with them. What's that? Well, just you got to let go and then you got to give them the tough love and me holding on to it and, and controlling operations with my operations guy is not letting him get stronger mm. i gotta mm -hmm. trust and let him make some mistakes and then talk about it and then let's get better together and go because uh, me holding his hand is not helping him get stronger so what ke what keeps us from getting there that's a great point like what keep maybe we let's let's take a step back what keeps us from getting to agape the lack of trust tyler just was saying Control, that man yep. You, you you can't um bind these things. If, if you don't trust, how can you love? I'll give you one one quick example. Now, I, I talked about tough love, and there's a that's one side. The other side of it is you got to kind of be humble and, and not, Tyler, not think that you know it all, right? Sure. And you got to trust sure. and let your people step up and step into their capabilities and empower your people. Yes. That's trust. And it takes humbleness from us as leaders to think it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be our way. If you give it to them to do, it might just be better. Sure. So I'm going to give you a real quick. Can I give you just a real quick story of where Please. I had to. Doesn't even have to be quick. Man, th this, this one is, life-changing for me so as you can imagine based on our experience this morning i was 30 minutes early for the podcast <laughs> i grew up yeah. in a military family with a mother who could have been sergeant carter and goma piling yes i'm dating myself i'm a boomer <laughs> but my mama was like a, a drill sergeant and mm. even my daughter she's like mama if you're on time you're late if you're early, you're on time. So that's where my brain is, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to recruit this impressive person onto one of my boards. And I don't want to be late, which is on time. I want to be early. So my adrenaline is rushing. And I got this tunnel vision that, Tyler, you were talking about earlier. And I'm just driving along. I wasn't in my Tesla at that time. <laughs> just focused on that end game of getting to my meeting. Yeah. Well, clearly 
in my driving, it could have been aggressive. I won't deny or confirm. Could have been. I obviously will just see, perhaps cut somebody off. So Does I that happen I, in D.C.? I don't know. Man. And, you know, I'm parking, you know, the parking spaces are like this in front of the building. And this car just zooms in beside me. And you talk about road rage. The person got out of the car. Keep in mind, I got tunnel vision to be early and impressive for my, my meeting. I'm getting out of my car, got my little briefcase, and I'm probably wearing pearls. I get out of the car. I'm going to the door. And this woman blocks my path. She gets in front of me. And she puts the hands on the hips. Oh, and she boy. Said, don't you know how to drive? Mm. And I took a deep breath. And I said one word. It wasn't agape. <laughs> I said no. Mm. And I just held my head down. And she said, I understand. <laughs> He's Clearly, such, a, such a sweet like gracious response just, from both of she, you she went from tipping me over to just because i just told her no i don't know how to drive my husband wow. says you don't know how to drive my children <laughs> says Mom, you don't know how to drive wow. everybody says i don't know how to drive so i wasn't lying <laughs> i just wow. said no so i had to be humble in that situation I couldn't argue, I, you know? And let me tell you something. When I went in the, the restaurant, people were like, where were you when this woman was about to tip me over? <laughs> you know, you said trust as a currency for business. I, yeah. might, I might add another layer to that that says trust is the currency for connection in all relationships, marriage, parenting, business, politically, if, if we're allowed to say that, across whatever platform, whatever we're talking about, I love that that line, trust as a currency, and it really is, and yes, certainly for business, but I would say even at much more, anything that deserves or requires a connection, trust has to be there. It is the currency for us to get to where we want in any relationship. I believe that. No, absolutely. When, when to you get think to love. Currencies, uh, Tyler, Tyler, I don't know if you said uh, Bitcoin or, or what, some that type of Doge coin, yeah. Yeah. There is a trade-off that's made, mm -hmm. right? And, and if, if trust is at that center, then in my opinion, like Tyler alluded to earlier, you can go faster because you don't have to second guess decisions. Think of it as a relay race, right? And believe me, I cannot run unless I'm running toward food or away from a dog. <laughs> anyway, in that relay race, you're ready and, and you're not looking back. Yep. You got that baton and, and it's just synchronized so perfectly, but that trust is there. So, so you can just move quickly. Well, and what I, what I keep smoothly, smoothly, <laughs> frictionlessly, blah, sure. blah, blah. Anyway, trust is that the currency for making you go faster, accelerate, yep. scale, agree, 
stay in your lane. I mean, that's the thing that I, that comes to my mind so much is like, as a CEO, stay in your lane. Like I'm doing so much and touching so many things, like start trusting your team and give direction in that area and then focus on what I need to be focused yeah. on being the visionary and, and, and doing that, you know, I'm trying to touch so many things and yeah. I'm not really doing right. what I do best. Like if right. this is the operations guy, give some direction, but let the operation, he's got the operations. This is sales. Let the yeah. sales guy do it. Be the visionary and yeah. be the overall yeah. leader. And it's not a leader if I'm trying to touch everything. This is not an easy topic. And I think trust, tr- trust is the biggest disruptor of fear. And, and, mm. and ironically, I, th- I also think fear is the biggest disruptor of trust. Mm, and they have to powerful. they have to play so uniquely in this yin and yang. I mean, together and blow each other up because I think it's just they, they are disruptors of one another. The other thing I, I wrote down that I feel like keeps us from getting to agape is perfectionism for me mm. because it makes me like and, and I could talk about perf- trying to be perfect in any area of life. And Brene Brown put it like this. She said, wherever perfectionism is driving us, shame <laughs> is riding shotgun. And you know what? My mama used to say perfection is the enemy of good enough. Get it done. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, because I think if we want it to be perfect, sometimes that keeps us from ever getting to to, to getting done or started in the first place. To I, your I, point, you're paralyzed in fear. Yes. Here, here's yeah, what I wrote. I the said, perfection paralyzes you in fear. Yeah. Yes. I said, our, our imperfections are not inadequacies, but instead they're reminders that we are all in this together. Mm-hmm. That helps bridge the gap to get us to agape. I love that. I'll give you a quick example. In, in the organizations that I lead, I let individuals know that I, I run a merit meritocracy. That means if you're capable, you're gonna get the lead. You're gonna get the chance to succeed. A merit. Just know that, that there are no superstars alone. We succeed together. We fail together. Hmm. We do it together. And to it. your point, John, that helps to manage this whole sharp elbow syndrome. Mm. And it encourages collaboration and coordination. I don't let somebody brief me alone because it's my opinion that people in this day and age can't really do anything alone. Mm. So don't come to me and just brief an idea alone. Unless you came up with it at two in the morning and and I can be sure, no, seriously. I, I truly believe in, in teamwork, and to your point, trust is at the center of it. Well, and when you talked about, and I don't know if it was this particular conversation or earlier, when when you talked about the um, the article that you're building, that's not what you called it, but the, but the, this publication is allowing you to build. You said I'm going to do it and collaborate with others to get it done. And I thought that syncs perfectly with what you just said. This isn't just something that you're preaching, but you're living. And one of the coolest things that you've been able to do, at least I make up that it's going to be that for you. And I think, gosh, it's it's neat to see that lived out and what you're sharing. You better be careful. You might be a 
collaborated with me on one of these. I, I, that is a scary thought for one of us. I'm not so sure it's me, though. <laughs> so, well, uh, let, one of the other ways, thank you for that. One of the other ways that we like to honor our guests is we have this this segment, as we might call it, that, that really comes from the show Jerry Maguire. Have you watched this yet? Yes, I have. Okay, good. Yeah, I think shoplift. The- yes, yes, easy. <laughs> so, Jerry Maguire, one of the greatest movies all time. John's fully, life, fully yeah. believe that. Is that the, the Show Me the Money one? It's Show Me the Money, Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, Tom Cruise. So, beginning of the movie, Tom Cruise writes this memo. It's, or I'm sorry, it's a mission statement, not a memo. And he very clearly mission statement, not a memo. And so we like to have the segment. The name of that mission statement was called the things we think and do not say. And he goes on and, and it kind of frames the entire movie. Wow. He leaves the place because he kind of stands out, said, I'm not going to do it this way anymore. And everybody looks at him like he's got three heads and he walks out, takes the goldfish, right? So we want you to lead us down a topic of things that we think and do not say. And so we talked a little about this in the prep, but before the show, I don't know if we'll go there. I don't know if we'll go somewhere else, but I know Woo! you're going to bring it. That that's a so how many nobody's going to hear this but us, right? What's that's said right, on exactly. The though, right? Nobody will no. You know, we have about four listeners of the show, so they may <laughs> hear it, but who knows? <laughs> so things we think but do not say. Wow. I mean, I think, like, I'm not going to tell you where to go with this, but I loved one thing you did say earlier. It's something that I've been thinking, do not say, but, you know, I'll be in my office and maybe one person to come in and talk to me, right? Sometimes I think, why are you telling just me this? Like, tell everybody, but I don't say it. You know, from now on, yeah, I need to say, no, yeah. if you got an idea, we're going to get together as a team. Yes. Let's write it on the board on Friday morning. You know, it's kind of like at, at the car manufacturer I used to be with, kind of like a Kaizen sheet. Get it all on yes, there. Kaizen. The whole the whole team. You know about Kaizen? Oh, <laughs> girl, I know everything about a Kaizen. <laughs> she created Kaizen, so she's just you're, she's, you're bringing out that master black belt in yourself. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It's right here. I got it on today. <laughs> but you know, so I love I love that. To just uh, share. Okay, so nobody else is going to hear this. That's right. You got it. Mansplaining. Oh, boy. Stop it. Define it for us first. Define it for us first. (laughs) So, can I tell you just a a little story? Yes. (laughs) I would. (laughs) Just a little one, though. Just a little one. Not a a big one. And it's not a tall tale. This is real. This was in, I won't say which company. But this was in a boardroom. Okay. You've spent a lot of years as a, as a, in a boardroom. I'll just leave it there. So there was this guy. He was my boss and the boss of all of the officers around the table. Mm-hmm. And he just crushes one of the, the female officers. He, she was trying to present... Her, her global, her strategy for going global, right? Her, right? her site strategy. He says, that could have been a case study at a business school. You, This doesn't sound like you wrote this for us. What value are you adding? Oh, he boy. proceeds to 
explain what it should have been and what it could have been. And he's just just letting letting her have it, and she, she's not crying, but her eye, she's getting glossy eyed. Mm. She's right next to me. She's right here, and he's right here. She's to my right. He's to my left. Now keep in mind, he's my boss, and he gave me permission. I mean, he even said, "You must let me know how I'm doing at any given time," because oh, wow. I was chief of staff. Did he mean and it? as chief of staff, I'm responsible for all of these officers and all of their experiences and the strategy. I did nothing. Oh, wow. I said nothing. I was paralyzed in fear. Mm. After I talked, after the meeting, I always do an after action review with everybody. So after the meeting, I talked to her and, you know, I asked, you know, how, how was that for you? And she said, Charlotte, I was abused, mentally abused by my father. And it was just flashing before my eyes. And I couldn't hear anything he was saying because I was getting flashbacks of my father's abuse as I was growing up. After that happened, that, that was a pivotal point in my life as an executive at that point, no more thinking but not saying. I am careful, I am tactful, I am professional. Hmm. If I hear that behavior, if I observe that behavior, I step up and I say something. And plus, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my that top group, the, the 50. <laughs> so what have I got to lose, right? Yeah, that's right. So that was, ouch. So literally, literally a moment that you thought and did not say. I mean, that's really powerful and, and that you, you didn't let that moment go wasted. I mean, you, you, here we are talking about it and I'm sure that has, there could have been many other moments since then that probably did not occur because of what you just that's like, exactly just, right. like uh, just like her flashbacks, you have those flashbacks and you don't let it allow it to happen again. I love that. But I think one of the best things you said that, and probably one of the reasons you're such a great leader is because you say you address it tactfully, mm. professionally. I think a lot of people would step up and say, no, no, we ain't, we're not going to have all that, and they don't approach it tactfully like I'm oh sure that you do with your creativeness. Well, with uh, let that me I can tell see. you, Tyler, it's not easy. Sometimes you just want to tell people you're ugly and your mama dressed you funny. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this book on my shelf. It's called Courage, and, and, the, the, and the spine is clever. He's got a spine. And to your point, Tyler, Gus Lee, best-selling author of China Boy, pick it up, read it, Courage. Courage. The, the point of his book is that, Tyler, sometimes you just have to listen with empathy yeah. and respond with understanding. And he gives a lot of case studies of companies who didn't listen and didn't respond and failed horribly. But you're right, man. Sometimes you just need to listen. Well, the, yeah. in an interview with, again, this comes from Brene Brown, and we've talked about this on the show many times, but in an interview with some of the top Fortune 100 companies, she said the most common theme that she would hear from the executive suite is we have a nice problem. And that's translated in such a way that we think being nice is withholding telling the truth and love. 
That's a good point. That's what you experienced. You didn't That's bring it. the truth up in love in that moment. And fortunately for many others and other moments since, it's reshaped how you respond. It's in a loving way. Telling the truth, even if it's harsh, isn't unkind. In fact, right. I might say withholding yeah, it is sure. unkind, right? That's so, it. And that's why I tell a lot of people, too. That is it. I mean, me and you've had an experience with it before, too. And the thing is, is that you may not, you may not like me, but I'm going to shoot you straight. And right. not, not out of disrespect. Just, right. It, it, how do you know how somebody feels if you don't talk about it? Exactly how, right. You know, and John, to your point, withholding it is harmful. Yep. It is harmful. One of the uh, one of my mentors, you know, I talk about educators because they they are the goat for me, and right yep. there with them are mentors because those are the people who tell you about your blind spots. Those are the people who care enough about you to let you know what you can do to improve. And so one of my mentors was telling me, Charlotte, have you noticed that when somebody's not really going anywhere in their career, we shower them with awards and, and we, we just give them a lot of nice platitudes, Gosh, it's so but true. we don't treat them tough. Yeah. And she said the pivotal time in her career was when they took the gloves off. And she basically said, nobody's going to hand you the keys to that front door yep. unless they know you're going to be able to handle it. And it will be tough. So you're right. Tough love. Thank you for sharing that. We're going to uh, wind the plane down. And we're not going to do it, though, before one of my favorite uh, segments of uh, our show, When We Have a Guest and How We Honor You in One Final Way. Uh, if you, uh, hopefully you have your phone close. I, I got my phone. I understand. I understand that you are a Pandora <laughs> listener. Is that, am I remembering oh, that right? I do have Pandora on here. So if that is your primary listening platform, I, we're going to ask that you pull that up oh, and goodness. share with us. So there's my, look at that beautiful family. family. Yay. Okay. So I'm going to pull up. Oh, oh gosh. You, oh boy, here we go. We are going to ask that you share oh, with us. Oh, it's in airplane mode. Hold well, on. you're going to have to, we're not landing the plane yet. So. Okay. Thanks, Davey. There we go. Top, I want to know the, the last five songs that you listen to, or if you have a playlist there, what are the, what are the first five that show up? We want to get one final layer pulled back of the, of the Dr. Charlotte Farmer onion and we want to learn a little bit more about you, but we're going to do it in that way. Tell us the top, the first five songs that pop up when you open Pandora. Uh, so it's Waltz for Piano and E-flat Major. Okay. <laughs> and then how do I go to the next one? <laughs> I mean, it's just... So your classical music. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Why do you seem so disappointed by that? Oh, can I play my favorite song? Yes, absolutely. That's what this is for. So who this is, is my favorite? So, right. oh, crud, crud. I don't, hold up. So this is on YouTube. Okay. And I, how do I? So what is that? So then I said to it's a freaking liberty. Mutual. We're going off script here. <laughs> We're off script. 
we you got to skip the ad first. That's it. Is that Jason Mraz? I think it is. I would love the head nod. I would like for you to join in and sing that with Jason. Yeah, I mean, come on, let's hear it. You asked me to sing, I'm going to do the same thing to you now. Well done. Ah. And just to confirm that, that was Jason Mraz, right? What's the song? It's Have It All. Have It All. Well done. Well, I... I love that song. And some great words. It's my words. birthday, people. I send them the link to that song on birthdays. Wow. So when your birthday comes up, you're going to get the link. Well, I will tell you right now that my birthday is... Um, in two weeks, July 18th. So I will expect that to oh, come. Let me write that down. So uh, <laughs> as we uh, as we shut this thing down, I have just got to say, Dr. Farmer, you have been one of just such a joy. And you have brought a lot of joy in the, the very few conversations we've had. Certainly today as we've had this show, so many really powerful takeaways here for me. That's going to require a lot more thoughtful, um, you know, time spent with my notes. And thank you for that. I will officially welcome you to the again to the bosom of the Goat Consulting Podcast family. You are now an esteemed guest and a goat and an absolute rock star. I just want to say thank you to you, John, for being the thank link, you, John, the, the relationship king, the LinkedIn whisperer, and. And bringing so many beautiful people into my life. She and Dr. Farmer is certainly one of those. So thank you for joining us, Dr. Farmer, for Tyler, John, and for Colby. This is another episode of the Goat Consulting Podcast, and we will see you next time. Boom.